This is Mark Brown for Beyond the Room. I'm still at the Trans Diagnostic Conference. I've nipped outside for a breath of fresh air and possibly something else. And I've got a couple of people here. Hi, I'm Anne Bride Christensen from uh, Copenhagen. Um, I work at the Mental Health Services in Sealand and the University of Copenhagen. Hi, I'm Pat Gore. I'm a clinical psychologist in independent practice. So what I wanted to ask you both as we're out here enjoying the sunset, sunset, sunshine, is how today's felt to you as people who are maybe closer to clients and people than to models and structures and research? Well, I can start by saying that uh, I am a full-time researcher. Uh, I also do some clinic work, but uh, I'm mainly here because I'm part of a big transdiagnostic intervention trial. Um, I'm doing qualitative work normally, so it's uh, it's felt uh, super quantitative until now. I think there was a, a couple qualitative projects here towards the end. Um, I feel we've definitely uh, heard a lot about the very sort of super theoretical, nerdy network type perspectives and then a couple of clinical ones and it um, it, it definitely feels like it's two worlds either coming together or colliding. I can't really... I haven't decided yet. You have to ask me tomorrow. I'll just say it later. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think it's, it's really interesting because good, you know, clinical practice is guided by theoretical underpinning and the theory is driven by practice. So, so it's trying to get that balance between theory and practice. And I guess I'm trying to think of the, you know, the what's in it for my client. So what can I take away from today? that could allow me to work with people more effectively and more efficiently and, and more meaningfully for them. Um, but as my colleague has said, it, it does feel like it's two worlds apart at the moment with the very theoretical and then the applied. So it's going to be how you can bring those two areas together meaningful, mm. meaningfully in a way that can help the, the clients that, that we all want to um, serve. So it kind of feels like to me there's, there's kind of a number of different sets of eyes you can use to look at this sort of stuff and in theory they might be seeing exactly the same thing but when you talk to each other it might you might describe it as being completely different or sound completely different because you're looking at very very different orders of evidence I suppose. Yeah I think um, the, the conference where today uh, I, I definitely get the feel that the, the terms evidence and evidence-based come from a very positivistic outlook um, and uh, that that's fine uh, evidence-based practice as a term and and its positivist underpinning definitely has its place for establishing some things um, but I feel it's it's really good that there was a couple of smaller qualitative projects also represented uh, because I think it's really important in this field that we don't forget that RCTs and evidence-based practice just can't tell us everything or help us with everything. We, we need to have um, different methodologies and sets of eyes to, I think, really get, get far. So I think there definitely is a place for the more quantitative, hardcore science-y part of it. But I think we need to also not always talk about evidence as if it's just that. Yeah. yeah. I really liked your idea of different eyes and, and when you work with clients that they have experiences and those experiences might be unpleasant and our role as a clinician isn't to say you know we can't take those away we can't go back in time and make them not happen 
but what we can do is, is can you look at them through a different pair of eyes so that they're part of who you are but they're not the defining part of who you are so this idea that actually we can all look at the same thing in different ways and create different meanings is a really nice metaphor not just for today's conference but also for when you work with clients in yes this experience has happened to you it's part of who you are but how can we make it not the defining part of who you are so that's a really nice metaphor to, to think of it as different eyes looking at the same thing yeah so it kind of it kind of feels to me that there may be sort of slightly different interpretations of what something being transdiagnostic means because on one hand on one hand you've got kind of quite big kind of statistical kind of data models you're looking at over a large amount of people what there is in common that might be different from the way in which it's been you know grouped in symptomology it feels like if you're talking at it about it at a personal level maybe the transdiagnostic thing feels slightly different yeah well i think about that that today we have two diff like at least two different levels going on one is looking at transdiagnostic in terms of diagnostics and how we classify people and that's where sort of trying to find the factors that go across is really relevant and then there's the other level which would be the transdiagnostic treatments which um, we might do for other reasons than just classification mm. purposes so I feel like those are the two like main things that differs in the different presentations that some, some are focused on um, classifications and moving away from categorical to dimensional and some presentations are more focused on starting to do transdiagnostic interventions or understanding symptoms in a broader way. Interesting. And I, I would feel, I mean, I agree with you in, in that sense that there seems to be different definitions of transdiagnostic and some of the presentations have talked about transdiagnostic but still talked about anxiety or depression. Mm. And I, I, I wonder if the, it's the word diagnostic because, you know, I. I see people come to me as a human being in distress and it doesn't matter if that is depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD. It's about you're in distress, how do we resolve that distress? And it doesn't really matter what we label it, what we diagnose it as. It's just about how do we increase the helpful, decrease the unhelpful. So, so I think there is a, a, a strong difference in, actually I'm not sure we're all agreement in what we mean by transdiagnostic. Yeah, I agree, and I think that it ties into what I meant about the two levels. I think what you're talking about goes to the treatment level, how we view people when we treat them, that it's not with regards to the categories, and um, we just see that there's a bunch of symptoms and they might form in different ways, and we treat whatever is um, occurring at the moment. Is that understood correctly? Yeah, and, and I think when you, you know, when I work with people with PTSD, or you know, part of PTSD might be having anxiety, it might be having relationship difficulties, it might be having depression, it might be having flashbacks. And sometimes those different features can be more important. Mm. So it's about what is it at this moment in time that is causing you the most distress. And I often find that, that what I use to help somebody manage anxiety can help them manage depression, can help them manage, you know, um, their flashbacks and their drinking. So techniques like grounding and being in the here and now uh, I might be anxious about my future, I might be depressed about my past, I might be having a flashback, but if I can ground you in the here and now and teach you that as a skill, no matter what you're experiencing, if you're arguing with your partner and 
having all these different powerful emotions if you ground yourself in the here and now I'm teaching you a, a trans functional skill yeah. and, and maybe it's this idea of trans I think of it as trans functional yeah. not trans diagnostic yeah. and maybe that makes a bit more sense to me and how I work with clients about what skills can I teach you that will cut across your different experiences yeah. your different diagnosis yeah right thank you both that was absolutely brilliant cheers thank there you.